0: Kia ora Wellington and welcome to Wellington Access Radio B-Side Stories, the stories of the people that make Wellington tick. And today we are ticking along with a full studio of writers. What a nice, um, what a nice treat. Um, My name is Perrine, I am here with Sadie. Hello, I'm Sadie, on the other side of the room. (laughs) And we've got a guest coming in the second half too, Sadie, yeah? Yeah, so I'm going to be having um, Justine Fletcher, who is the person who thought up the marvellous neck market, which has been going for 10 years, so we'll have a talk about that. Cool. Okay, so we have four writers and one editor in the studio today, <laughs> um, and for Avid B-Side listeners, they will have... Um, Heard our interview with Starling co-editor Francis Cook last year. So, Francis, thank you for letting us, um, coming back and bringing some writers with you. Um, A great pleasure. (laughs) I didn't let Francis have a mic near him because we decided that the focus would be on the writers. So, um, you have been, how do you say, um, silenced? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, if we can go around and everyone can just quickly introduce themselves um, to start with Well it doesn't have to be that quick And then we will go into a reading of some poetry But oh, before we do that, um, when we go along can someone tell us um, uh, We're here to celebrate National Poetry Day a little bit late But um, if you can say what your name is, and maybe any Poetry Day celebrations that you did. That'd be good.
1: Cool. With you. Um, um, my name is Sinead Overby. Um, I'm doing my MA at the moment in fiction, but this is kind of like a prose poemy kind of thing. Um, for Poetry Day, I was going to go to the Vic books reading, and then I couldn't get a park, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. And I went home and I read a lot of Jenny Bornholm,
2: um which was really cool. That's how I celebrated Cool. Um, I'm Joy Holly. Uh, on Poetry Day, I read at the Vic Books reading with some of my lecturers, which was fun. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and the Vic Books thing,
0: was that um, connected to Starling or just as independent writers? Um,
2: Independent writers, yeah. Cool.
3: Yeah. Oh, you can use this one oh, here. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm Caroline. I went to see Joy and the other writers read at the Vic Books independent uh, Poetry Day celebration thing.
4: Uh, I'm Jake. I read some chun chun and ate uh, an entire packet of ginger nut fingers by myself. <laughs> oh, how are those? Because oh, they're, they're delicious. They're... How do you <laughs>
0: <eat>? <laughs> I kind of just thought th- I'm like I've seen these all before. It's just all rehashing well, of the same. Yeah, if you thing, like right? if you like
4: the ginger nuts and you like the chocolate fingers, they're kind of a wonderful hybrid. Um, okay. But sometimes you don't like those hybrids. But I do, so I'm okay. keep <laughs> it. Happy poetry. <laughs> thank
0: you. Thank you. That was Cool. So, Sinead, do you want to start by reading us your piece? And if you, any intro you want to do beforehand?
1: Oh, yeah, I I think I already did it. But um, yeah, this is like a, this is a prose, poem y story thing um, called The Disappeared. You wake up one day and she's gone. It's not that she's gone on holiday or gone for a walk or gone to the beach. You wake up one day and she just doesn't exist anymore. She's not in the kitchen rearranging the spices into alphabetical order or kneading her own pizza dough on the countertop or yelling about the cheese spatters on the inside of the microwave which nobody ever owned up to. She's not in the hallway talking into everyone's rooms all at once telling them all about that boy that she met at that party and how nice he was. No boy had ever been so nice to her before. She's not in the bathroom putting on your nude lip liner which she never gave back in the end. She's not at her mirror, cutting her fringe as short as the width of a finger. What's the point in having a fringe that you can't even see? It's too short, you had said every time. But she'd always reply, it's not short enough, it needs to be shorter. They will have cleaned out her room of the ashtrays, the crocheted blankets, all of her postcards. They will have taken down the 15 copies of the Blue Boy that she'd spent years purchasing off eBay because she'd never loved a painting so much. He's my little angel, she used to say, laughing. You will find yourself trying to find her. You will do this in the lounge when you've just started to drink red wine, the cheap stuff in the box that you used to drink together on Monday nights. You will do it when you're reading Virginia Woolf or Janet Frame so late that you begin to go cross-eyed. You will do it on the walk back home from every party, drowned in smoke and someone else's sweat. The not finding her and the remembering that you will never see her again will hit you each time like belly flopping into the ocean. There was that time you both stayed up until sunrise, talking about how hard it is to say what you really mean. There were the midnight cigarettes on the rooftop, with the wind almost blowing you both away. This is my favourite thing, she would muse, beer bottle in hand. You never knew if she was talking about you or the beer. You never knew just what she was trying to say. But you did know that there was always you and she, and she and you, and she was always there for you, always. You will never really know how it happened in the end. You keep expecting her to emerge from some obscure hiding place in the house that you didn't check thoroughly enough before. There you are, you would say, when you finally found her. I've been looking for you. Mm. Thank you.
0: Uh, Awesome. Thanks, Sinead. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that piece or move on to the next question?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess the piece was kind of something that I just... Randomly wrote one morning and um, thought I'd never show anyone. And then I ended up showing my lecturer and she liked it. And then I ended up sending it away and people liked it. So, yeah, it's just kind of one of those secret things that you write. And then people seem to like secret writing. So, yeah. 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 So suddenly
0: no longer a secret. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It was cool. Um, And how did you get
0: into writing?
1: Um, I've pretty much been writing... Always. In high school, I thought that I was a poet, but then I came to uni and I did poetry courses. but I also did like short fiction courses and realised that I really love short stories. So I think, yeah, the IMLs probably facilitated like my growth as a writer, but I've always been writing ever since high school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Cool. And are you a local?
1: No, I'm from Gisborne originally.
0: Right. Yeah. And so I'm... I was just going to ask about um, whether you're inspired by place. Like, does Wellington inspire you to write in a particular way or?
1: Yeah, I think definitely. Does... Um, yeah, a lot of what I'm writing at the moment is definitely inspired by place. And there's something, I think, about like Wellington flats and all the mould and like the grunginess and like Aravelli <laughs> that I really find compelling. Like I really like writing about Wellington. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. so it's, you've. Has your style changed um, since your husband days then? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> <Hopefully>. Academically
1: <laughs> and? Yeah, hopefully it's become a little bit more interesting as I, as <laughs> when I moved because I, <laughs> I feel like it's always hard to write at home. I don't know if anyone else gets that when they go home, but, like, you kind of just want to lie on the couch and eat your ginger nut fingers <laughs> and, like, <laughs> chill out. But, like, when you're kind of away from your family home, it's easier to write somehow, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> And um, do you want to talk
0: about your aspirations? What's, um, what do you <laughs> want to do with your writing in the years to come? Or do you just.
1: Um, yeah, I, def- I would like to send my stories off into the world. I'm writing short stories at the moment, and I'd like to see if anyone likes them as much as I do and maybe get a book published. Yeah, that'd be really cool.
0: Cool. Um, So was Starling the first, um, have you been published?
1: No, Starling was the first thing that I've been published in. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) It was really (laughs) exciting.
0: Francis's face has lit up. (laughs) Um, Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Sinead? Joy, shall we move on? Oh, wait, is it Joy next? Yeah. Yes. I
2: think so. Okay.
0: Tell us what you've got for us today.
2: Um, I've got a poem called Just Peachy. Cool. Um, You told me that outside the air smelled like peaches, and I wondered if I'd heard you right because it was so unlike you to say. But I wanted to believe you because I just poured my smoothie into a china bowl and thought to myself that it was the exact colour of a peach, even though there were no peaches anywhere, not even at Moore Wilson's, not even outside. So if the air really did smell like peaches, it must have been coming from a flower that smelled like peaches, or some other fruit, like how my smoothied apples and carrots and pineapples look like peaches, even though they weren't. I had a friend who loved peaches, in the same way that the whole internet loves peaches. White girls holding peaches, black girls holding peaches, peaches and squares. Her name on the internet was Peach Square, and all she posted was pictures of peaches and pictures of butts and pictures of squares. I tried not to love peaches because she had already claimed them. I tried to think of her every time I saw a peach. I even made her a card with a peach on it and bought her a fluffy peach-coloured notebook with a peach sewn onto the corner. But in truth, I only thought of her when I saw a picture of a peach. When I saw a real peach, I thought of poetry. And how every time I read the word peach in a poem, I want to scream out, not again, but instead I just keep reading. Because I love peaches in the same way everyone loves peaches. The sunset colour and the baby down fluff and the stone somehow still a surprise at the centre. I loved a plastic bag of peaches bumping against my sunny legs. I loved you for the way you said that outside the air smelled like peaches. It took me a long time to finish my smoothie and when I ran out the door, the air didn't smell like anything.
0: Cool. Tell us about the peaches.
2: Um, well, yeah, I, I've had like a bit of a pet peeve for a while about fruit and poetry. Like, But then I also, I love it at the same time. But I think it's like quite an easy way of making your poem beautiful or like aesthetically pleasing. Like it's even though I definitely do it myself. Like I always feel like when I throw like a peach reference in, I'm like, Oh, it's so beautiful now. Like, (laughs) you know, it's like a bit of a cheat maybe, but I I still
0: ask around to other writers here feel the same way or
4: not about fruit, but I do have other pet peeves. Um, yeah, I think I think every writer has their, like kind of literary images that they kind of despise, right. but are kind of everywhere. For me, it's like real long descriptions of landscapes. For some reason, I just you know, it's not a painting; it's a poem. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Caroline?
3: Um, lost stars, yeah, moons, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stars and moons really get to me. Sinead? um, my, like this is
1: so bad. I kind of. Sometimes have a pet peeve for flowers in poetry, but I write so much about flowers <laughs> in my stories. so, like, yeah, I feel like I'm maybe just wanting to kind of do what Joy did and, like, be like, hey, you can make flowers good or you can make peaches good, because, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I
0: wonder if that's one of those things, like, um, you know, in people... The things that you find annoying are often the things that you don't like about yourself. Yeah, totally. It's definitely
2: like a guilty pleasure, for sure. <laughs> um, and can you tell us about
0: your writing path, how, how you got into writing and what you're up to?
2: Um, I've been writing, like, yeah, my whole life. My first memory of writing something was when I saw a mouse in my doorway at night and I, like, screamed about it. And then the next day, I remember writing in my school journal about the mouse and writing in capital letters, mouse. Mm. Anyway, um, so yeah, I've been <laughs> writing since I was very young. But um, yeah, doing. I actually did the poetry course at the IAML with Jake and Sinead. And that was like definitely a big gateway for me. Yeah. Yeah. And did you. Was that uh, last year or a couple of years? That was two
0: years ago.
2: 2016.
0: 2016,
2: yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And. The first two poems that I had on Styling were both from that course, yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And so have you been published elsewhere?
2: Uh, yeah, I've been published on the spin-off and in Headland, and I've got a poem coming out in brief journal soon. Yeah. But, oh. yeah, Styling's my number one. I've oh. Styling <laughs> three times, so...
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, and what about, are you local?
2: Yeah, I'm, actually I'm a secret Australian, I was born in Australia, but I've lived in Wellington since I was like two, so yeah, I'm definitely a Wellington girl. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you tell
0: me what's what's coming up for you?
2: Um, I want to do the Masters in Fiction, just following Sinead's footsteps, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if I'll get in, I haven't applied yet, but that hopefully sometime in the future a book would be nice one day
0: yeah Yeah. and um, do you have some new kind of recurring
2: images or motifs that you're going to explore uh, hmm that's a good question I've had I've written some things about like bad vegans because I'm a really bad uh. vegan so maybe that
0: <laughs> I know so many of those <laughs> many Wellingtonians can relate to them. yeah <laughs> Oh, wait, how do you define a bad vegan? Uh,
2: I just, I love cheese, so, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) That's most people's downfall, I think. Yeah. In terms of trying to be vegan. Cool, well, thank you for that, Joy.
3: All good. Thanks. Caroline, is it you now? It is. Um, So this is a poem called Internally. It's quite short.
0: Oh, Caroline, can you just... I don't think we got your last name before oh. for all your future fans. we're about to <laughs> Oh, dear.
3: <laughs> I'm Caroline Shepherd, and this is a poem called Internally. Um, At night, when I'm done pretending, I think about love really going on forever, like a friend syndication or the motorway. How physical that sounds, love forever. Picture love pulled through you with knitting needles, doused over the body like gravity, sat as unnoticed as your tongue. More rooted than cancer, even, because they can cut that out. Something not just a part of you, more than your opinion on open plan houses or how you roll your jeans. Love like nails, bone, blood. It makes you. Cool. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> um, I've been, like, sitting here trying to think of what to say, but um, it's, it's just <laughs> Probably- short.
0: A bit, Maybe it's, it's not always the best to be the third because you're like, oh, and then she's going to ask this.
3: <laughs> try and I'll try and mix it up. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's just sort of a poem about like being cynical and also romantic love and like grappling with those two things and how they work together yeah. or against each other. Yeah. Mm.
0: How did you get into writing?
3: Um. I was a big reader when I was a kid, and then I just sort of um, fell into it. I have the memory of, like, your average orange peel, which is to say I don't. Um, so I honestly, I really can't remember, but I just started doing it, and now that's just something that I do. Yeah. So who were some of the writers
0: who got you really fired up when you were, when you were a mere reader back in the day? Um, like, really, really young? Oh, whenever.
3: Um, who made you think,
0: oh, I want to do this. I like
3: this for like for poetry and like writing writing probably like Margaret Atwood because she's just the best as everyone can probably agree. Um, (laughs) But when I was like really really young, Jack and Wilson like really got it. Yeah, yeah. Jack and Wilson really got it. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: feel like I just missed out on something. (laughs) (laughs) You
3: did. You you really did. Why I'm not a poet.
0: Hmm. And um, do you do Wellington-themed writing or place-themed writing? Where are you?
3: not really. I'm really. I'm pretty self-centered. I really only write about me or like versions of me or like people that I know. So not a lot of Wellington writing. No, which is a shame.
0: Ah, oh, I mean, doesn't have to be. I think versions <laughs> of you sound pretty <laughs> interesting too. Um, and what about? Yeah, what's what are you doing at the moment for writing, or what do you want to be doing in the next few years?
3: Um, I really like sort of what I'm doing now, where I just kind of write when I want to. Um, I'm currently doing like a BA in English and like public policy, so I would, I'd really like to finish that. That would be a goal. <laughs> um, but aside from that, just keep sort of doing what I'm doing. Yeah, and do you
0: have um? Do you think you'll be doing more? you'll be doing self-publishing kind of thing, or is there a journal you'd like to get into? Or... Um, Apart from Starling? <laughs> obviously, yeah. Starling yeah. number one.
3: <laughs> um, I'm not really sure. I don't really think about it that often. This was always just kind of something that I did, and then one day I started sending it to places and, like, people liked it, so I haven't really thought that far ahead yeah. about it.
0: Cool. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
4: All right. Here's Jake. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, do I have one poem or two? Or you can do two. I can do two? Yeah. I'm gonna do two poems for you today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um this first poem is called This Poem Is That Song. This poem is that song. You know the one. It played at that party before everything changed. Your friends told you their secrets, but they told you nothing else. My friends all have tickets to go on planes. The earth will look so exciting in all its brown squares. This is less of a poem and more of a chain email. I wrote this to remind you that friends are everywhere, like car crashes on TV. I wrote this to remind you that boys are stupid, but it's not their fault. There is nothing more awful than being in love, except being in love when you have no money. Your friends are living new lives, just acres away. This poem is a malfunctioning VCR, flickering childhood dogs jumping over a fence again and again. And uh, the second poem is called The Neighbours TV Program. A woman is lying in a bathtub and her sister is outside the bathroom. It could be her mother outside, but then again, the woman outside the bathroom is in modern dress, and there is another more conservatively dressed woman in the kitchen who is talking with a conservatively dressed man in the kitchen, and they are both a lot older than the other two women. The man in the kitchen is probably the father. Let's not get carried away. (laughs) The sister is knocking on the door. She hears the water running and is frightened for her sister, or is panicking because her sister has been doing really well lately and hasn't had an episode in at least a week. Or is concerned because no other taps are working and she needs the bath to save a, swa- a small swarm of eels. Or is perplexed because they've been in a drought for six months and wants to ask why is the water sliding under the door. Or is excited because she is secretly addicted to bathwater, and no one is around to see her suck the goods out of the carpet. Or she just needs to pee. The woman lies under water, completely still. The kid in the living room exhales onto her nose. The man in the living room pulls him away and smacks him for wobbling the image. He is disappointed that the woman only felt like warmed glass or is maybe just disappointed that his breath isn't as important as his parents told him it was. The woman snaps upright with a splash on the lino. She needed to come up for air, obviously. Now both women are drinking tea with their mother which is probably fine, but she was so pretty when she was drowning, with her garland of floating black loops and his fish stamp on her face.
0: Thanks, that's some um, images that we'll probably have with us for a while. Oh good, that's
4: all I could hope for. <laughs> oh, the old
0: bath motif. Yeah! <laughs> um, what do you want to tell us about those two pieces?
4: Um... Well, the first poem, this poem is that song, I kind of uh, casually call like my 2017 poem because I it actually kind of took me a good year to write it because there was kind of like a lot of images which um, occurred to me over the course of the year. And it was like a kind of a pivotal year in that I realized, I guess what, This might sound quite grandiose, but I kind of realised what your life in your 20s slash life would kind of be like from that point, which was like uh, friends moving away and kind of um, maybe you'd see them again in the future in this city, or maybe we'd meet again in Wellington, or maybe we'd meet overseas. But I think life would kind of come together and come apart from that point on. And I think it was kind of, um, I wanted the poem to reflect the transience of kind of life as... um, uh, can I say the word "wanky" as wanky as that as as that sounds um but uh you
0: just did I just did sorry, sorry, this is now m
4: rated but um yeah, so I kind of like um collected all these images which had kind of stuck with me for a while and then kind of stuck them all together on a page, kind of like a collage or or something, I guess, which is why it kind of has like little I wanted it to feel like you were driving along a road with like lots of billboards of like kind of like reminding you of things that's kind of the feeling i wanted for that poem and then um the neighbors tv program i literally was just having a cigarette outside my house and we have these neighbors that watch tv all day and they're, they're kind of um i don't know what nationality they are but um they watch a foreign tv network which kind of has a lot of really bizarre um like really bizarre things which i've never like and especially since there's this, the sounds off, they kind of, like, literally have these images of, like, this—that's the, the woman lying underwater was a t- on a TV program, which I didn't know what was happening. So that kind of, that poem kind of is just what that is. It's, like, me trying to figure out what the heck is going on in this TV program that I uh, have no idea. But um, that was just one image that kind of explored. Uh, I explored the possibilities of everything that that could possibly be. And, um... Yeah, and then like Lin edited it back so it wasn't everything it could possibly be, but just a handful of things that could possibly be. So, <laughs> yeah, that was the, that's an ever TV program.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, I could ask you what gets you writing, but it's <laughs> maybe you've already answered that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's kind of whatever whatever's around me or whatever um, bursts of inspiration I have. But yeah, I think my first. Um, the first memory I have of writing was writing, like, Crash Bandicoot fan fiction, um, where, <laughs> where I would, like, play like, play Warped and then kind of um, the five different portals that you could go in would be a different, like, fan fiction of me as a boy going and exploring, like, uh, you know, me with... Coco Bandicoot on a jet ski or me with Coco Bandicoot on uh, like the Great War with a tiger or me like underwater with a scuba tank or whatever it was, kind of that was I guess what started me getting into writing and otherwise it was like a lot of emo poetry when I was a teenager, which I've got I I like to think I've got better now
0: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I feel like I'm ending this interview with more <laughs> questions than answers. <laughs> how, how uh, anyway, not about me. Um, what do you see in your future, or what would you like your writing future to look like?
4: Um, I um, Theatre is another passion of mine, so I'm hoping to kind of uh, merge the two uh, in kind of uh, a way which... Like, I, I want to make a kind of, like, poem on stage, essentially. Not, like, a poetry reading on stage, but kind of craft what uh, what that would look like on stage. So I think um, I'm working towards something for the Fringe Festival with my friend Freya Daly-Sadgrove. Um... I'm not sure if she has been published in Starling Maybe she has, maybe she's never applied Sorry, (laughs) sorry Freya She's been published in many other publications before (laughs) We still love her She's a great writer, hi Freya (laughs) Um, Called uh, Princess Moment Which is basically about how um, We love Vanessa Carlton And Michelle Branch um, But nostalgia has also screwed us up So a poem about that on stage
0: Cool, we we'll were looking out for it.
4: Awesome.
0: Um, on that note, does anyone else have any upcoming events or publications that they want to let us know before we go? Shane's going to
2: be at Writers on Mondays. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah, for, oh, I will plug everyone
1: from um, my <laughs> MA course. Yeah, like, we're doing one week in September, I'm not sure, um, to Papa Readings for the Master's students and then the Circa Theatre... Um, Students as well have two weeks of putting on their plays at Circa Theatre um, for the script writing course, and then I'm going to be reading on October 1st um, at Chapapa with lots of other amazing, incredible writers. So,
0: yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Anyone else? Mm. Francis got an upcoming. I'll let you speak now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when's the um, next journal? So kia ora this is... Thank you. This is issue six of Starling. This is
4: issue six. Um, issue seven will be out in January. Um, deadline for submissions is. I better get this right, the 20th of October. Um, we also have um, an upcoming Lit Crawl session when Lit Crawl happens in November. Um, we have This year we're going to have residencies, five residencies at different galleries around Wellington where people are given two days to work on a project um, while resident in that gallery Ooh, and then we'll be presenting what they work on um, as part of the Lit Crawl program. Um, we haven't announced those writers yet, but it's very exciting.
0: Okay, yes. awesome. Thank you all for bringing such wonderful poetry and energy into the studio this evening.
1: Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. For having us. <laughs> <laughs>